0: What's going on? What's happening? Too tall Too short Sauce twins Hey, we hey, back Hey, we back at you
1: Boy, we don't stop
0: We don't stop We really don't leave this spots.
1: We here all the time
0: See? Hey, what's going on with this weather?
1: It's flip-flopping on us Do now what? Set tripping Hey, Set well, tripping. you want to talk about
0: bipolar <laughs> weather in Central <laughs> Texas for real, boy Turn my air conditioner on because it's 85 Have I was to turn wearing my heat yesterday. Yeah, and it's 25 this morning. I got to bundle up. It's crazy. Hey, but we don't want to keep y'all waiting on our special guest today, Michael Boyles. Yes, okay. sir. We are excited. We want to thank you. We just want to say we really appreciate your time for being on. Absolutely. What it do, man? Thank you. Okay. Oh, yes, well, I
2: said thanks because I thought I was coming on a hockey podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah, what you say? What is sauce? What does it mean? Sauce like a
2: saucer pass, you know, because the puck is like. When you, you, a saucer pass is like a nice pass that slides across the ice like a saucer. Yeah. And I was like, Sauce Twins, this is got to be like hockey guys. <laughs> and then I pulled you guys up and I was like, eh, maybe not. <laughs>
3: nah. No. I mean,
0: nothing to do with yeah, hockey. Hey, I, I'm trying to tell you, I can barely escape, but mama bought me some, some rollerblades. One I can time. rollerblade. <laughs> hey, I live in the country. You can't rollerblade on the uh, asphalt uh, that uh, <laughs> I grew up on. <laughs> hey, you can't rollerblade on no gravel. I hear you. Okay? Hey, but, um, I just want to do a little intro. Um, If you guys don't already know, this dude is so well-respected in our industry and strength and conditioning and just um, athletic or human performance. Um, But I know he probably doesn't want me to read all of this, but I'm going to try to read as much of this as I can. You got to let him know now. Okay? It's going to take me a little minute. All right? Been in the industry over 30 years, right? Yeah, 38 years. 38 years. Okay, dude, and... He done forgot more than uh, <laughs> most know right what? now. All right, all right. Okay. So, so he's co-founder of Michael Boyle Strength and Conditioning. Has served as the head strength and conditioning coach at Boston University for over 15 years. Okay, and over the past 25 years, he's been in a strength and conditioning coach uh, for the men's ice hockey team at Boston University. Right. Yes, okay. sir. And. Um, Man, like I, I saw that you trained, you've trained uh, for the Boston Red Sox as well. You were the strength and conditioning consultant. Can we say Yes, 2012,
2: 2013. Okay, 2012, mm-hmm. 2013. There got a World Series ring in 2013. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's,
0: yeah. that's on you now. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty tight right there, man. So a lot of your time has been spent with hockey and baseball. Or, like, what are some of the, is that,
2: I really, more so with hockey. I only really spent baseball was sort of a flyer. Like, hey, okay. know, they, Red Sox asked me to do it, and I was like, sure. I, one of the things I believe is that coaching is coaching, and that it doesn't really matter, and that I figure baseball out. And, yeah, and I did. Yeah, and it was fun. Okay. Had some good Texans in uh, on the Red Sox.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. We, we, you know, we kind of believe the same thing. Like when it comes to what we do, we feel like there are more things alike than there are differences. When it comes to strength and conditioning, mm-hmm. f- for the most part, that's what, you know. We yeah, I,
2: I think there's no question. I've done this in literally every sport. I mean, we had Olympic medalists in the last Olympics in ice hockey. We had Olympic medalists in judo. We had Olympic medalists in gymnastics. Oh, wow. We had Olympic medalists in rowing. Okay. It, and the the reality is it doesn't It doesn't change. Be- yeah. There's way more, I would say, kind of 80-20. 80% is the same. and. Twenty percent. It might even be ninety ten. Yeah, that's gonna be the same. Yeah, we might debate what's the same, but we won't <laughs> debate.
0: <laughs> right? Okay. And, and 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 talking about debating, man. So I'm gonna tell you, you know, we've been following you, and um, man, you're pretty funny on IG, man. It just cracked me up every time I see you in the car doing your show. <laughs> doing your show. I, I found my niche, right? Yeah. yeah. that's it. Hey,
1: I thought you was ready when we called you the first time yeah. and you was in the car. I said, "Oh yeah, he in his element I, right I, I now." That, but
2: then I was like, "No, nah, I don't think I can drive this yeah. thing for 45 hey. minutes, however long we got to do it." Hey, so. you,
0: you know there was a there was a joke, you know, immediately when when we saw you in the car and you didn't want to do the show quite yet. We were like, "Okay, he said he's the the 58 or 59 year millennial. If he was truly millennial, he would have shot it in his car <laughs> while he was driving." <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but um. so let, let's kind of dive into the topic for the day.
1: All right. What are we talking about, man?
0: So we're going to talk about a few things. You know, we probably get off topic yeah. sometimes, but <laughs> there was one for sure that we wanted to talk about now. We talked about, we heard you do your video about um. should strength coaches or trainers, should they look the part? Kind of elaborate on that in your opinion and kind of where you were going with that.
2: Well, I I guess where I was going was that like the guy. So if you can remember the actual, I was responding to a Twitter post. Okay. And the guy said something to the effect of you wouldn't invest your money with a broke financial advisor. And so my thing was like, I'm not a broke financial advisor, but I don't look the part. And I guess the difference is yes. Yes there are obviously young guys like you that are fresh out of college sports that look the part, and that's okay. But that doesn't make you good coaches. Right. That just makes you young guys that are fresh out of college sports right. and look, look the, the part. part. Right. And then you take me. I, I'm the opposite of you in terms of I am. I always said I'm an old guy, and I don't look the part at all. I, I, one of the things I said in that post was that if if we were working out in Gold's Gym and you were looking around, you wouldn't ask me any questions. You wouldn't come up and be like, oh, look at that guy. Look at the." this bald
3: skinny guy right yeah (laughs) banging on one leg squats i'm I'm gonna go talk to him
2: right Right. and so i guess my only point is that you don't need to look the part and in some ways i think looking the part depending on your interpretation of the part can be a drawback and i've had this, this conversation so in business i'll give you a good for instance in business if i'm a mom
3: and i bring my daughter into a gym for a sports performance program. Mm-hmm. And I get in there and I look and everybody is just jacked. Yeah.
2: You know, like weightlifter big. I'm probably turning around with my daughter and going back out to the parking lot thinking, Nah, maybe I'm not doing this. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think from a business standpoint, you have to be careful with what you think. Look, the part is for me. Look, the part track sprinter. That's about what I'm looking for, whether it's male or female. I don't want, Powerlifter. I don't. want... No,
0: you're talking about therapy. hiring when you're
2: hiring. Yeah, hiring. Okay. You know what I, mean? I don't want like huge steroid guy. Oh, like yeah, I don't want yeah, someone yeah, to walk yeah, in yeah. and think this isn't where I want my kid.
0: Okay, so yeah, when you're talking about looked apart, you really it really depends on your niche and what business or what you're trying to sell, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I I I can I can agree with. I think it depends on. What looked the part? What does that look like in yeah. your business?
1: In your yeah, and,
2: and what does it look like in your life? Like I said, yeah. for me, as you get older, there may come a time when you guys are 60 years old that you don't look the part so much anymore, but you're going to be a better coach than you were right now at whatever you got. Say you guys are, you know, late 20s, early 30s, if I'm guessing. Yeah. And you'll be a better coach and you'll look the part less. So but it's always the, the guy who looks the part who says that everybody else should, should look the,
0: the part. part. And, we, and, and we, that was and
2: we my kind, only point.
1: We kind of touched okay. on that um, in, a, in another episode. Uh, we were talking about, for instance, like track coaches. So you have these track gurus, you know, these older cats that who may have ran track, you know, in their heyday, whatever the case may be. They might not look the part. Uh, you know, they're older. Well, they really might not
0: know. even be able to really get down there Yeah, in, they might and not it, be like, able to even
1: run like they used to. But like you said, uh, they have that knowledge and they, they're they going to be better coaches.
2: Absolutely. And oh, that's what you should really want. You want better coaches. Right. <clears throat> and that's my only point. The reason, like, I, I honestly, I look for pots to stir sometimes to be truthful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because,
3: yeah.
2: because it's always some young guy who's spouting off about, you know, you got to be able to look the part and you got to lift and you got to do this and you got to do that. And I'm like, that's bullshit. No, sorry, I, I swore first. No, you good. Right. <laughs> You're
0: good. you good, man. You're good. The
2: reality is, you don't have to be able to do any of those things. You just have to be a good coach. And it was interesting because it brought up, I don't know if you saw it later, people posted some videos of there was a kicking coach in the NFL who was in a wheelchair. Yes. There was another guy coaching high school football with no arms and no legs. And yeah, Do you that. tell those guys, like, like, sorry, man, you can't coach?
0: Yeah. So, so I think this. I think that. I believe that there are now those are some unicorns. Those guys are special. Like right. to be in the wheelchair and never ever have been able to walk. He, that dude never could walk, right? If I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. he's so never he, kicked the football. He's never kicked the football. Now I saw that story, and I I saw it because of you. Um, that's inspiring. I think that that dude's a unicorn, special. Okay. Right. I do think though that I don't think looking the part hurts you if you still has the have the knowledge. I think. I'm probably just like everyone else. As soon as I saw that, you know, it perked me up. I was like, "Come on, Mike, come on. <laughs> now the first, thing, the first thing I thought about was, was I knew this guy um, back in 2012. Um, he was one of the go-to athletic performance coaches in this area, and he could not he could barely stand. He was severely overweight and i I don't know it it looked horrible when i saw him train and so that image is the first thing that came to my head was i was like oh my gosh this dude is so overweight he he's barely making it like he honestly honestly i'm not trying to be funny but he looked like he was probably a heart attack away like and i'm like man this is this isn't setting the tone for these young kids this isn't saying you know you're living by what you're preaching but I, I I get what you're saying, but that image, like everybody else, I'm sure, it was the first thing I thought of. Like I personally, I do not like seeing like overweight strength coaches trying to. I, I just don't. It just I don't know. And it I've just.
2: It. Oh no, I, and I, that's my point. I'm right with you. Yeah. I think I want my strength coaches to be in shape. Yeah. And able to move.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I
2: really don't care. If they can lift a lot of weight, I always say to somebody, man, if you can clean a bar, like if you
3: can clean an empty bar and it looks perfect, <laughs> we, <did. laughs> we, right. we good. We good. You know what I mean? Like
2: I don't care if you can clean three hundred or three. Hey, but I can, can. you teach it? Do yeah. you understand it? And can that's you perform the difference
1: being able to teach it. Hey, hey. right, hey. And, and
2: that's way more important because there's so many guys that look the part. Yeah, that are terrible teachers.
1: So, so do you think that? someone who's training should be able to do what they're asking.
2: Their Maybe not at to the do. speed not or weight, or but they should be I, able to I think at least move. in an ideal world, move. yes. Yeah. Even for me, I mean, I still, if you said to me right now, I could demonstrate almost everything yeah. that I wanted you to do at 60 years old.
3: Okay. Obviously
2: not, I always said, not with weight. Yeah. Right. You know, I might show you something with an empty bar, but I yeah. can do everything. I can still one leg squat. I can still run. I can still jump. I can jump over hurdles, I can jump on a box. I think movement ability is much more important. Our problem yeah. is that we still got a lot of people that are strength coaches. Yeah, okay. And it's all about the weight room and how much yeah. weight they can lift. It's amazing how many people I was if you if you're a strength coach and you put up videos of yourself lifting and talk about how much weight you can lift you need to grow up. You need to be more mature. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one cares.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I hear it you. It shows it
2: I your age. You know, when someone's like, oh, watch me deadlift 600 pounds. I'm like, who cares? Like, no one cares that you can deadlift. I mean, hey. great. If you work hard and that's Hey, great. but these
0: like, days. Keep it to yourself. Hey, but these days with this social media, boy, there's a, place, there's a place for those cats. They get on oh. there and they lift 600 pounds. And then now they're the best powerlifting coach on this side of the Mississippi that's
2: right but I think at least for those of us in the field you've got to be able to filter that stuff out you've got to be able to look at that thing that really doesn't have anything to do with anything and it's funny the, the guys that it's usually Twitter the guys in Twitter or Instagram that get most bent out of shape about it yeah are generally the guys like that that are posting the videos
0: yeah yeah, yeah
2: and, yeah. and you look and think, of course you're the guy who gets bent out of shape about Because, yes, I'm probably directly talking to you. I am mean, right where it hurts.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, right where it hurts. Put your finger yeah, in it.
2: because you're the guy who really believes that you gotta, you got to look the part. And, and, like, just, you know, don't not look the part. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, like I said, <laughs> but you got to figure out. Don't not look the part. Yeah, you know. But yeah, it's like, the, what's, the, what's the part? That's
1: half the thing yeah, with this really. high school you know, you go
2: to go down to Houston and watch Clyde Hart coach. He's 84 years old or something. He's still coaching. Yeah. Michael Johnson's coach, track coach.
0: Yeah. I mean,
2: I don't know what part Clyde looks. Hey, I love that'd
0: Clyde. That would be see, a blessing. Yeah, you're like you're like
2: like exactly, exactly, oh, I mean, talk about forgetting more than most people know. <laughs> but I mean,
0: That would be a blessing. I mean, knowledge at 84
2: right. or whatever he is, like, what part do you play? Except yeah. the old guy in the movie. Like, that's the only part you're getting. Right and for me, as I said, I'm I'm going to be sixty next year, and every year I probably looked apart a little less.
0: Yeah, Hey, you looking good now?
2: Hey, yeah, Actually, you're looking good.
0: Hey, I, see, hey, I saw you. Ju- I look okay. Hey, I saw you <laughs> jumping on that trampoline, boy. You just be cracking me up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Okay, so so let's let's shift that. Then we're talking about weights. We're talking about weights now. Tell me what you're talking about with the back squats, Mike. Come on now. I knew, I knew that was talk, cool. to talk to us. Me, talk right? to us. Back squats.
2: Because that's another one that hits you where it hurts, right? Yeah, come on. Mike, to- don't, like, don't say squats are bad. Please don't do Heck. that. You can say anything I love it. except that. I love it. Come
0: on, and, man.
2: It makes people cry. I mean, it makes them cry <laughs> on the internet when I say it. But the reality of the situation, and we've all been there, is that. Squats are not a great exercise. Oh. People get hurt. They get hurt at too high a frequency. And I'll tell you now, both of you, I'm going to. What position? Linebacker. Linebacker.
0: Uh, you? Running back, defensive back.
2: Running back, defensive back. Okay, so the defensive back and you might not like back squatting, but the running back and you did. Yeah. But when you're, one of the things I realized when I was dealing with skill position guys, yeah. And I said we're not going to back squat anymore. Yes. I got nothing but high fives. I didn't get I one bet. guy looking hey. at me going.
0: Hey, oh, don't nobody I like, don't like getting under that bar. That's what it is. That That's, weight
2: that weight on your I mean, back is something. Exactly, because they they've all got hurt. They've all had back pain. I can't tell you how many NFL guys I've had say to me, really? That's the best news we've had all year, because I've had some dumbass college strength coach piling way too much weight on me for way too long, and my back is sore all the time. So,
0: so, is, that re- so is that relative to the programming there, Mike? Can we just say that's like, that's the fault of whatever strength the coach they or had or their programming?
2: Have you watched many college football strength coach videos in the last couple months? Horrible. With the quarter yes. squats? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so again, tell me I'm wrong, right?
0: Yes, okay. so, so again, wrong, right? yes okay. I have. Okay, so okay. I hear so what you saying. The, so if then you you say that's the I
2: problem. Chainsaws to little children, right? Is it the fault of the chainsaw or the fault of the children? Either way, they don't mix.
1: So, so then, so then the squat. Is <laughs> I ain't never heard he, that. No, he, you know he got it up there, now. <laughs> you know he got it. So so then is is it that the squat isn't being taught
2: properly?
1: It's not being programmed well, appropriately.
2: I don't, I don't think personally. I just don't think it is a good lift for long term longevity. Okay. And Ooh. and I think that's the difference. And, and so you're like, you guys have a business, and what I've always said so. And I, I've actually... I'm doing a presentation
0: Treat your business this, like this this feed, a lawyer. Yeah. I know what you buy this, like you're about to You're a lawyer, Mike. Hey, I, I, I do my <laughs> research
2: now. I'm telling hey. you. Hey. And so, well... So, when I was a college strength coach, and again, I did this as a college strength coach, every back squat, because everybody back squatted, and for football, you're supposed to back squat. But I also knew that 10 to 20% of my players were in the training room getting treatment on their back at any given time. So, if we had 100 guys, somewhere between 10 and 20 guys were getting treatment on their back and/or were restricted from squatting by the trainers, and I used to look at that and think, I have basically somewhere between a ten and twenty percent injury rate with this lift. Is there a
0: better alternative to this? That was where I went. So at that time we switched to front squat. Okay.
2: And we went to about from eighty to ninety. Okay. But I still had a decent number of guys that were doing belt squats or were you know trying to do some kind of alternative because their back bothered them and. One of my assistants at that time, a former NFL guy, had said, if you could test single leg strength, do you think you'd stop squatting? And I said, yeah, I think if I could find a test of single leg strength, I think I'd stop squatting. And so in probably, I'm going to say 2007 or 2008, somewhere around there, we started playing around with testing split squats.
0: Okay, and the like, Bulgarian split, like Bulgarian split? Like, yeah, Bulgarian,
2: okay. which I hate that name. But,
0: is it, you, you talking okay. rear foot elevated? Or rear foot just, elevated split squat. Okay. Rear
2: foot, so we started testing rear foot elevated split squat. And what we realized is that, so I took 25 hockey players, and then we won the national championship, so 25 good hockey players. We were yeah. in 2009 Division One national champs. And I tested them all in front squat and in a rear foot elevated split squat. And one thing was very surprising. They were equal.
0: They were equal. Hold on, hold on. What equal. do you mean they were equal?
2: Equal. The numbers were equal. So if I had a guy who moved front squat at 300, 315, 320, whatever, his rear foot elevated split squat was also the same. And the, the split squat, we did a rep max because I was a little bit worried about doing singles. Front squat, we did singles. Split oh. squat, we did a repetition max oh. test. But then we projected them both out. Okay. And they were equal. And then I said, wait a second. I got guys that in a one-leg squat variation – are as strong as they are in a two-leg squat exercise. Then I started to look into the research into what they call bilateral deficit. Okay. And what I realized is that we're all stronger on one leg than we are on two. We're all going to handle heavier relative loads.
0: Heavier relative loads. Okay.
2: Yeah, meaning you'll split squat more than half of what you'd squat. So I routinely have athletes um, that will split squat 250 pounds for sets of 10. They could not back squat 500 pounds for 10 sets of 10. And then, like, the squat guys come out of the woodwork, and they're like, yeah, but they're using their back leg. You know, they're pulling with it. And I'm like, it still doesn't account for the difference. And when you really read the research, the bilateral deficit research is, is there, and it's very, very compelling. And I always say to everybody, so we did this in vertical jump. Okay. I said, okay, I'm going to look at bilateral deficit in vertical jump. And I took our 2010 Women's Olympic Ice Hockey team, and they all did vertical jumps on our Just Jump mat. And then I made them all do effectively a vertical hop, right leg and left leg. Out of all the girls, 29 out of 30 were at least 20% higher when I summed right plus left.
3: Hmm. And then
2: I say to people like, yeah, the people, the two-legged squat people, when you really look at the neurological side of this thing, your body probably finds two-legged exercise neurologically confusing and as a result is naturally not as good at it. Like if I said to either one of you guys, Show me your best dunk, right? Basketball. Mm-hmm. I don't think either one of you would run up to the basket and jump off two legs.
0: Hey. I have, would you? I, I actually am a two-foot jumper. You
2: are. Yeah. See, too much squatter. Right. But, two- but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'll tell you, i hey, I'm, I'm a of two people, foot
0: jumper. But hey, okay, so
2: And and then you can get into so you said lawyer, right? And you're right, because I get into so. Back squat, we know what the back does not like. The back does not like the compressive load. Compression. The back does not like the sheer force of being pushed forward. And the backs don't like torque. So when you combine that 7-foot Olympic bar with, you know, 500-plus pounds, and then, you know, like you said, the problem with perfect technique is we only need the technique to be off a little bit Mm -hmm. on one rep. Yeah. For somebody to get hurt, mm-hmm. you know, you might have somebody think, you know, I did a set of ten. I did nine perfect squats, and then I tipped a little on that tenth one, and it was all. So I got a question.
0: So, so do y'all back squat at Michael Boyle Strength and Conditioning?
2: No. The, oh well, yeah. The only people that back squat are kids that have to go to college and back squat test. Okay. So if you're on, let's say, you're on a college football team, you know you that they have to
0: do it, so y'all right. program it so that they're prepared.
2: Exactly, because I don't want to send anybody into a situation that they're not ready for right. and think that I okay. didn't do my job preparing you for your testing. Yeah. So just like we might prepare you for a conditioning test that we didn't agree with, we will prepare you for a mm-hmm. weight room test. We have to teach. We don't clean from the floor, but we do have to teach some kids to clean from the floor mm-hmm. yeah, because they're going to do a power clean from the floor. So that is our that is our exception to our rule. Yeah. will be, And it's only in the summer and it's only college kids. Yeah. But we will make exceptions. But if you came to our gym, the one thing you would see is you'd be like, wow, these people are so strong on one leg. You would be, uh, we had an uh, NFL guy one time, a linebacker for the Patriots come in and train with us. and He got out split squad the first day by a bunch of the girls on the Olympic team. And he looked at me, he's like, Mike,
0: I got to get going here. <laughs> <I> gotta- <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I got to ask, what kind of, I got to ask for myself and I got to ask for the viewers. What kind of depth are we getting on this split squad, Mike? Uh,
2: probably pretty close to what we would get in a regular in a squat. Regular but it does squat? vary a little bit in terms of uh, – the good thing is it allows you to be a little more flexible with depth. So when I was a college strength coach, it was like powerlifting legal, that if you're getting your squat, I'm sitting there, I sat, I watched every squat. If you don't get three <laughs> white lights, you don't get it,
0: right? Yeah, it sounds like me. <laughs>
2: yeah, So, but once we switched
0: to split squat,
2: yeah. it was basically – you know, we put a pad down there. You touch your knee to the pad. If need to touch uh-huh. the
0: pad, You were good. then you get
2: it. And, and all we're doing is, is writing down the, the amount of weight and the number of reps. Okay. So How were y'all
0: testing up. that relative strength? How many reps were y'all doing? Did well, you...
2: it's interesting. When we started, I wanted to test 10. Uh-huh. But I didn't know what was going to happen. So I took my college hockey guys and I said, okay, just grab the heaviest weight you've ever grabbed, which was something that they'd done for five. Okay. And then I said, stop. We're going to stop at 20. Do okay. you know that, again, 90% of the guys got 20 reps on each leg with a weight they'd used for five? For five. Mm. Most of the weights were 90 to 120 pounds in each hand. Mm. So these guys, I mean, I get videos on my computer of one of our kids who was 165 doing 180 for 20, mm. you know, 90s in each hand, just banging them out, boom, boom, boom. And the difference... We've never, and this is where you know some people are going to argue because McGill has said that the split position can, you know, distort your pelvis, whatever. Everybody I know that does it, zero injuries. We've never had. Well,
0: you know, never. you know, here at the facility, like if someone is having some issues with back squat or back pain, we actually, I actually moved them to start doing um, unilateral movements like uh, split squats, and to uh, alleviate see, all the pain.
2: Do now is just do that sooner. You just gotta realize <laughs> you know, it. You know huh? But I'm gonna film, I'm gonna try to film somebody running ten yards
3: versus somebody double leg jumping ten yards.
2: Oh man, yeah. You yeah. know, and say, okay, does anybody think the guy who's double leg jumping is gonna beat the guy that's running? Because right. he ain't and he's gonna get his ass kicked, right? right? But I mean, this is where you start looking when you start thinking about you know, whatever specificity, function. We don't do – I mean, the We do football,
0: a lot of unilateral – you're right.
2: Yeah. We do all – there's nothing in football. You're right. Nothing anymore. Like, even offensive line play yeah. is all unilateral. It's all stepping.
0: So no so the place. idea that you need to load the nervous system, whatever you want to call it, because we're doing bilateral movements, you get a heavier load, it's just debunked because yeah. relatively – you can get that same load, if not more, working out of the single leg or the unilateral. Exactly. Movement. And, that's, and okay. that's
2: been debunked. The hormonal thing has been debunked. The okay. idea that you need the heavier load. I always said your body, I don't think your brain knows that you did 250 one leg at a time or 500 two legs at a time. And in a sense, if it does know that, it's doing the opposite. It's probably making you... There's very clear evidence that you're less neurologically efficient bilaterally.
0: Oh, so you think there's a little bit of a startle reflex uh, bilaterally. Well, there's
2: a, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a neurological phenomenon mm. to bilateral exercise that's not good mm. because your body doesn't want, like you said, you're a two leg jumper, but two leg jumpers are pretty rare. If you look at most guys, if you say jump as high, like when you do a vertical jump testing, almost everybody, if you give them an approach run, can jump higher off one leg. It is very rare that you find somebody who's going to run up to the vertex and bang off two legs and go up, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to go and everybody, again, neurologically, you know, if you're right-handed, I know what you're going to do. You're going to jump off your left leg and you're going to jump up Mm -hmm. and touch with your right hand. And if you said to me, okay, I can touch 42 off of just my left leg. Then I'm like, well, if the bilateral thing worked, you should be able to get 84. You should be able legs, to jump. <laughs> two legs,
0: right? Uh, but maybe you not 84, maybe 46. <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, but, but you don't.
1: It's you a double, legs. huh? It's supposed to double.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, in theory, that's the idea. You got two legs versus one. You should be able to. That's j- what the squat guys want you to believe. Right. It? It's twice as good. That's and, right. And I look at it and think, again, the, the hard part about this is there's a ton of science that people just don't want to look at it. It's like there's a lot of the, the squat people now are like the flat earth people. I Mike. They don't want to see the science because the science, and, and again, the people, I'm going to do one of these on Friday with another guy who trains Olympic lifters and power lifters. Yeah. And think about this. If you're training power lifters and Olympic lifters and suddenly for athletes, bilateral
1: training becomes less significant, that affects you, and that affects your business. That affects everything about yep. what you yeah. do. Yeah,
2: and so you fight back
1: yeah. hard, yeah,
2: against people like me because you do not want to accept the fact that I might be right. Because yeah. if I am, then the things that you believe in, and it literally gets almost like one of these sort of religious battles where, yeah, it's like, no, man, you know, this is, you know, this is what I believe. Yeah, and fundamentally, and I always said, like, you know, I started this talk, and I said, you know, do you? Do you do back squats because your high school coach told you the squat was the king of all lifts, you know, and that you'd never get big unless you did it?
0: Squats. Yes,
2: and you were smiling, you're shaking your head, you're like, yeah, that's why I did it because that my, my high school coach told me that. Yeah, it's that a culture, be,
0: you know. it's, right? it's, it's a culture. culture thing. And he had
2: that poem up on the wall, you know, about squatting with yeah. big plates, rah, rah, blah blah blah, all that bullshit, you know, macho yeah, bullshit
3: yeah, yeah. that <laughs> they give you,
2: right? And you're, and you're reading all that stuff as a high school kid, and you're thinking, like, I saw one today. Bar throw day. You guys go look at go see if you can put. And it was guys getting their max clean and then throwing the bar down on the platform. No, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Bro, it there's was, uh, it's too I mean, much. there's a lot respectful. of janky stuff going. Not on. respectful of the equipment. Not respectful of the lift. Not you know. But the guys were pumped in the weight room. You know, there was yeah. a lot of high fiving
3: and chest bumping. Yeah. And, you know, I said it's like. Do you want to be you know? Do you want to make an Under Armour commercial, or do you want to make an athlete? Like right. that's the thing you got to think you about, like right? Up, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you know,
2: yeah. We look at it and think, <laughs> I, I want to make a, I want to make an athlete, and my number one job. Yeah. So especially now, you guys know because you played football at a high level. Healthy. You get to the NFL, all they want to do is not get you hurt. Because mm-hmm. you know, and everybody knows it, but you win because your best players are playing. Yeah, and if you get these guys hurt in the weight room. You know, some guy trying to squat six or seven hundred pounds or whatever it is. That general manager is up your ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That next day, like, what was going on down there? Why was my guy, you know, my ten million dollar guy? Right,
0: so what's really important?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and what's really important is health. More important than anything. Yeah. With bar nothing. I mean, I want, you know, they always say the best ability is availability. Right? Mm. You know, I, I, want, I want to have you, if you're my best player, I want you ready to play. Right. And if someone said to me, oh, I, I might sacrifice 10%, in all honesty, I'm good with that. Because mm. the, the big
3: reality in professional sports is that your best guy is probably way more than 10% better than his backup. Mm. And, and so I think you have to be
2: intelligent when you're doing these things. I'll give you an example. The years I worked, the first year I came to the Red Sox, we had 11 guys who were coming off. They were post-surgical guys on the disabled list the first year we got there.
0: Second year we had zero. Mm. Second, first, first year we were last. Second year we won the World Series. Mm-hmm. Availability, The right. best ability is you know, availability. Boy, you might see that on a shirt. Might. Said it now. Might <laughs> have to put that on a shirt.
2: What? And and what you? It's, but it's so. I guess in I, this is my, and You guys realize because when you really, if you sit and think about what I'm saying, you kind of got to nod your head a little, like. Like, yeah, this guy might be right. <laughs> and I think as you get older, you will be 100% certain that I'm right. Because you have to hurt some kids. You know, I always think like college strength coaching is like the world's dumbest profession because you can hurt freshmen and no one cares. Mm. It's like, oh, go to the training room.
0: Yeah, but. Yeah. Hey, oh, that, oh, hurry
2: back. Go to the training room. Get tougher. Yeah, hey, man. You, gotta, you, gotta, you know what I mean? And it's just the way that it is. Yeah. It, but you go to the professional level, and that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. And suddenly now you're you're solely responsible yeah. for the health and welfare of these guys, and they're going to monitor success or failure by things like man game. The NHL does man games lost. NFL does starters games missed. Baseball does disabled day. You mm. know days that disabled whatever it is. Everyone is going to have a health related metric on which they're going to evaluate you. And that doesn't happen in collegiate strength and conditioning, so you get kind of a free pass to maybe do some dumb stuff, yeah. and there's not much accountability. I'm telling you because I the reason people get mad, I did it already, okay? I hurt a bunch of innocent kids. To be honest, I mean we had nobody ever. I mean nobody died, but yeah. they, you know some guys hurt their backs testing some things. Probably now that I look at and think, I, I probably wouldn't do that today. Yeah if I was
0: a college student. So basically what you're trying to do is drop those mistakes and that knowledge on some people to avoid some of these issues now. You right. know, and just yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, because I think this is the difference. It's funny, look at my Instagram post today. It's about something called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And Dunning-Kruger effect is a you know, Dunning and Kruger were two researchers and basically they did a research study and what they established was that young people Drastically overestimate their knowledge. They all think they got. It. I always think, you know, when you're in your twenties, you got it all figured out. Then mm-hmm. suddenly you get to around forty, and you're like,
0: Oh, Mike, I just I'm thirty now, man. I Ain't that yeah, ain't me. Well, I'm thirty slumber, right like, now, so yeah, yeah I'm good. But so,
2: you, so you got more questions <laughs> now. I bet you do. Though. I bet at thirty, you have more questions than like at twenty. In your twenties, you have this certainty that like I am the man. I am right. I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. That you get to be like me. You get to be almost sixty and I just laugh at those people I look back and think trust me I I wrote an article and it was called 38 years at the train station waiting for my ship to come in you know it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know you you realize that wow there's there's so much I don't know yeah and to have any of that like I love the certainty of these guys like I know
3: yeah
2: you know and I look at it and think I mean the three I mean three toughest words in the English language are I don't know I don't know but I don't know will lead you. When I look at the things, the, the places I've gone, the people I've talked to, whether it's you know, going to you know, Greg Cook and the Functional Mood Screen or listening to Stuart McGill or reading Shirley Sarman's book or you know, whatever, there are all these things that I did
3: after I knew it all. <laughs> mm. and what do they say? It's what you learn after you know it all that counts, right? When, right. I, when
2: you're young, you got it all figured out. Mm. You got, i got the perfect program. I know exactly how to do this. And then a couple of things blow up in your face. A couple of kids get hurt, you feel bad, you feel a little responsible. You look at a kid and think, Wow, that kid hurt his back. Yeah. And he can't play right now. And then that doctor's talking about disc injury and micro disc surgery and rehab. What? Yeah,
1: I, I say you start thinking a little bit more.
2: Right, you do. Yeah. You start thinking a little bit more. You start looking at things and thinking. And then, like I said, and, and whether that that at the professional level, that's really magnified because you can lose your job. Yeah. But at sometimes that it used to in the old days, it led to professional programs that were really watered down. Mm. You know, using machines and yep. just really making it easy for the guys because it's kind of like, hey, I got a good job here. Skate. Just don't get anybody hurt. Don't get me fired. Everything will be fine. I always say those guys like, oh, we'll just let everybody get hurt on the field. You know, and it's <laughs> like. <laughs> but but that's what guys did
0: yeah okay so there
2: is a happy medium and that's why i look at things like heavy split squatting as a happy medium yeah because i can look at that and say i can load this up really really heavy and nothing bad is going to happen
0: you know you you lured me in on this one mike you did a good job
2: (laughs) you know Uh, you know I wouldn't have come on the show if I didn't think I could convince you, I, I would never, never set myself up for failure. Hey, no. We do a lot of unilateral we,
0: work though. Yeah, we do. We we have um we we actually do a lot of your split squats, both yeah. feet on the ground. We do rear foot elevated, some front foot elevated. Uh, but we do a lot of back squats also. I mean, we have we train athletes, I mean, from as young as 7 up to some professional guys. We haven't an adult um, ollie fit class, and then that class, I think that's where we could probably do some more unilateral squats. And we do a lot of lunges. Like yesterday, we did lunges, uh, barbell lunges. Um, But that's definitely something I think we can implement a little bit more into our program because I I like single leg squats. Mm -hmm. I I really do. Well, and that's
2: where I think, like I said, if you just look at it, particularly with your adults – yeah, is, it makes no sense at all because i said with adults if you get hurt you can't go to work
0: yeah
2: I mean, and that's then business thing.
0: too if you hurt then they can't they can't come and keep their, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that's
2: a becomes a bigger problem but as I said I, I think I really do believe that when people actually take the time to listen to what I'm saying and not just react to it and to read some of the articles and read the books and watch the videos I think people will come away a little bit more with that sort of nodding, head-scratching. Like, wait a second, this guy might have a point. Because I look at it and think, why would I have ended up like this 38 years later? I was a competitive powerlifter. Yeah. I was a college strength coach. I mean, if you look, it's fine, not in my
1: bio, but I get credit in a book called The Draft for Inventing Combine Training, which I might have done in the 80s. Oh, that's might how you're doing it. Been, oh, yeah, what?
2: okay
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> it, Look up the book. It's called The Draft. And in the book that I said, I invented Combine Training because it says so in that book. Ooh, it says in wait. that book that I did.
0: Hey, we're going to put now, this public. We're going to make this public now. <laughs> hey.
2: And I don't know. There, there might have been somebody else at the same time, but I was I was definitely one of the first people in the 80s to think wait a second, we're going to train our guys to go do this thing. And uh, and we had you okay. know, we, we had a lot of positional records yeah. in the early days of that's the combine. It's just cuz we practiced. Yeah. That's but a lot. my point being why would I get to this point? Yeah. If I didn't, I always said my goal is to do the best possible thing that I can for my athletes. I'm not doing this yeah. to be controversial. I'm not doing it to um, to whatever. You know, people are like, oh, you're looking for clicks. Yeah. Like, I don't need clicks. Yeah. Trust me.
0: <laughs> you know why? Hey, you, are, you did say you're trying to be a 59-year-old millennial. I so. am. I
2: think, but, cause I, but, I mean, I do it because it's fun.
0: Okay, I yeah, really, okay. I
2: enjoy it. Do you know that the videos I posted this weekend, I got almost 60,000 views between cool. the three videos.
0: What which ones were these about?
2: One oh. of them was Ken, Kendall Coyne, one of our Olympic girls, deadlifting. She deadlifted three hundred at one twenty-five, mm. and uh, and then two of them were compilations of my son and one of the girls that he trains with cleaning. Okay, but if you look at the totals on those videos, they're like twenty, twenty, sixteen. Yeah. So we're getting a lot of clicks. Yeah. So that's, but that's why that. he, he don't but. need the clicks. don't <laughs> need y'all.
0: They getting yeah, them already. Hey, Mike. So yeah. so tell me, like. So where are you going? What, what's, what are you doing now? I mean, I know you still, are you still actively coaching?
2: Yeah, like, I coach every day. Okay. I coach this morning and I'll go back and coach this afternoon at 3 o'clock. In the summer, I work with our NHL and AHL guys every day. So I'm coaching uh, four days a week, two hours a day with those guys. I have a group of girls that are playing uh, in the Olympics or trying to be on our Olympic ice hockey team. And I train them another couple hours. And then I train my son and his friends another couple hours. So I'll probably coach somewhere between four and six hours a day in the summer. Okay. During the year, it will maybe be more like four. I'll usually coach a group in the morning. I just got done with some baseball guys. Yeah. Um, I've had Rich Hill who pitches for the Dodgers for like the last 10 years or something like that. And... Uh,
0: so you're still you're still in it, man. Like oh, every, yeah, I'm still,
2: I mean, I, I'm very much in it. I'm doing it literally every day. I'll go back today with my son. I'll have middle school. I have a middle school group today at okay. 3.15, and, and we'll have eight middle school kids that we're training. Hold on, you got a I middle style.
0: school group at 3.15? What time do they get out of school?
2: They get out of school at 2.30. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. Yeah, so you just have, is that one location? Is there more than one location? Uh, we, have,
2: we have two locations, so we have one um our our main place is about twenty thousand square feet and is about uh 20 minutes north of boston and then we have another one that's probably 15 minutes north of that okay. that's about eight thousand square feet that's in like a big indoor sports complex so it's got a big turf field and a couple okay. hockey
0: rinks. okay so, yeah that's so we're fair. so how long which one the first one how long did it take you to, before y'all decided to open up the second facility
2: we opened up the second one fairly soon after, Yeah. and we've actually dabbled in a couple of different second locations. And we had at one point we had a third, yeah. but it's uh, it, it you realize it's not that easy to do. Yeah, and so now we've got two. I always said I, I might contemplate a third if it was in the right place. Yeah, but in general, I probably wouldn't because I'm I'm you know again at my age I'm thinking more about the exit strategy than the uh, business expansion strategy.
0: So yeah, cool man. Hey, we appreciate you, Mike. Man, yes, sir. hey, th- this has been good, man. I think this is gonna be interesting for our viewers to hear um, your experience and your knowledge and just um, kind of your you take. Uh, yeah, your it. take, and I don't care about what the industry is saying. Like, this is my experience, and here's the research that goes along with it. Because I'll tell you why I was looking at you crazy. <laughs> right.
2: Well, I know. And and like I said, everybody, uh I mean, everybody has the same initial reaction.
3: Yeah. But I think that's the important part yeah. is that you need to, it's that ability to stop
2: and think about it a little bit. Yeah. And, and really kind of, like I said, scratch your head a little yeah. and go, hmm, you know, is this,
0: Oh, and I saw what you said. I like what you said about how there's a lot of knowledge I guess that comes in disagreement, or so you made some kind of comment as to yeah. whatever that is and and I think that what happens is a lot of people don't want to have these conversations, they just wanna disagree, then move on and continue doing whatever they're doing. But for us, being you know young in the industry, like we started sacrifice training, I was. 24 25 24 so you know we've been doing this now for 6 years and um for me it is about us being able to kind of rub shoulders and just kind of take in some stuff from some of you guys and just learn and adapt and look at some research and get better and have cuz I mean yeah our number one goal is to keep our athletes healthy and we you know we have to do a lot of training and rehab and stuff you know for for hurt athletes as well so I think this is great for us, Mm -hmm. Um, and this will be great for our people to hear.
2: Oh, good. I appreciate you guys having
0: me on. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, expect to hear from you, Mike, man. I might shoot you a text message or something. I might need some sauce, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm going to hit you, all right? (laughs) No problem. All right, Mike, man. Hey, I appreciate you. Hey, make sure, before y'all leave, make sure you guys go and follow Michael Boyles, check him out. Um, follow, like, ch- just just go listen to the dude, man. He's sitting you in got his car. knowledge now. Hey, with his sunroof, you know, open, <laughs> doing his videos. Y'all go check him out. Make sure y'all go and subscribe. What else uh, do? Turn your notifications on. Ass sauce twins, <laughs> share, comment, holler at us, talk to us, hit Mike up. You know, he gonna hey, he gonna hit you back. We're going to hit you back. Hey, we just want to thank you one more time, man. Yes, it was a pleasure right. having you on, All right.
2: man. Appreciate thanks, guys. All right, thanks mm-hmm. you, man. I appreciate it. All right. See ya.
3: What will you sacrifice to be great?